नमस्ते वेलकम ऑल नाउ बिंदु जी हैज काइंडली कंसेंटेड टू टेक द उपनिषद सीरीज दिस इज द सेकंड सेशन ऑन मांडक्य उपनिषद एज वी ऑल नो द मांडक्य उपनिषद इज फाउंड इन द अथर्व वेदा it is one of the shortest upanishads it's having only 12 uh, verses or mantras but gaudapada the teacher of govindapada who was the shankara's teacher who wrote karika an auxiliary work on the upanishad so most wonderful piece of literature now bindu ji is explaining each and every mantra and as suggested by bindu ji yes, uh, we will follow the same tradition that how shri shankara has taken it up with the perfect blending of that karika and uh, the upanishad mantras i request bindu ji to continue with the session thank you thank you very much Thank you, Jadavidhi. Om Namo Brahma Dipyo, Brahma Vidya Sampradaya Kartribhyo, Vancharishibhyo, Mahabhyo, Gurubhyaha, Shankaram Shankarachajim, Keshavam Badarayanam, Sutra Bhashikritav Vante, Bhagavantav Punapunaha, Ishwaro Guru Ratmedi, Murti Veda Vivagine, Yomavat Vyapta Dehaya, Vikshna Murtaye Namaha, ೃಪ್ಯೋ ಸ್ವಸ್ತಿ ನೂಷಾ ವಿಶ್ವೇದ ಸ್ವಸ್ತಿ ನಸ್ತಾಕ್ಷೋರಿಷ್ಟನೇಮಿ ಸ್ವಸ್ತಿ ನೋ ಬೃಹಸ್ಪತಿರ್ದೂ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ಪ್ರಜ್ಞಾನಾಂಶುಪ್ರಧಾನೈಸ್ತವಿಷ್ಠಾನ್ಪತಿಮಧುರಭಂಗಯೋಜಯನ್ನೋ ಮಾಯಸಂಖ್ಯಾಮೃತಮಜ್ರಹ್ಮಯತ್ತನ್ನತೋಸ್ಮೀ ಯೋ ವಿಶ್ವಾತ್ಮ ವಿಧಿಜ
ಸರ್ವಾನ್ಶೇಷಾನ್ಗತಗುಣಗಣ ಆತ್ಮಸೌ ನುರೀಯ ಜಾಗೃದಾತ್ರಯೋನ್ಮುಕ್ತ ಮಂತ್ರಾಸ್ of mantukya upanishad 1 and 2 in the last session i will repeat the mantras omitte tadaksharamidam sarvam asyopavyakhyanam bhutam bhavad bhavishyadidi sarvam omkareva yachanyatrikaladin tat omkareva sarvam hietat brahma ayamatma brahma sayamatma chatushpad these are the two mantras we have gone through in the last class just to recollect the first mantra says that all this itam sarvam aksharam om ityetat all these are indestructible and is represented by the one word om ityetat aksharam and the upakhyanam means clear disposition or clear commentary explanation asya which is that is bhutam bhavad bhavishyat iti sarvam the past present and the future in past present and future whatever the names which comes in the mind both known and unknown all of them are included in the word om because all alphabets fall within the akara and makara that is a and ma which is the beginning and the end of the om alphabet and not only that there is a silence after that before the next om is being uttered so what is says that ಸೌಂಡ್ಕಾರಜೆಕ್ಷನ್ we need a substratum for you know adhara adhara adheya bhavam means the supporting and the supported these are the conditions in which it is that so trikaladidam yat what that what is beyond the past present and the future even that is part of omkara because omkara by past present and future is is a division of the time before the time itself came into existence so that the 
the substratum from where the time, space, everything comes also becomes part of the Omkara because that cannot be brought into the Omkara as the alphabet, but it is the absence of the utterance of the word. That's what is called the Amatra in the technical sense. So all these things mean there is nothing excluded from the word Omkara and therefore Sarvam Hietat Brahma. All these things which is in the present, past, present and future, all of them are Brahma, represented by the word Om. Sarvam Hietat Brahma, I am Atma Brahma. Here, here is the importance. I am Atma Brahma. The Upanishad is touching your, your yourself and telling this Atma is Brahma. That means each one of us, Atma means self or the individual. Not the egoistic individual, but the individual, the Jiva or the Atma. I am Atma Brahma because we are not outside the Omkara of Bhudam Bhavad Bhavishyat, past, present and future and the Trikaladita. So we are one of that, inside one of that. Therefore, I am Atma. We are also part of that Brahma. So this is the one which we should always keep it is that when Upanishad is talking about Atma Brahma, we have to have a crystal clear understanding in our mind. The Upanishad is talking not about a third object being indicated by the words which stands for like Brahma or Atma. The word Brahma and Atma are interchangeable when it is used, when it is being experienced or when it is related to a particular, then it is called Atma. When it is in the macrocosm or the totality, it is called Brahma. The totality includes the particular also. Therefore, it can, it is not separate from that. So when it is says Sayamatma Brahma, we should always keep it in mind. The Upanishad is talking to us about our reality. If we are this, this aspect of understanding is called Swamsi Karanam, means becoming the knowledge. See, there are two ways of knowing things. One is knowing it as an as a information or a details about an object. But then there is some other knowledge which becomes part and parcel of we become the knower, not only the knower of the knowledge, the knowledge becomes part and parcel of our being. That is what is called Swamshi Karanam in Sanskrit. Swamshi Karanam means Swamsham. It is that part and parcel of the individual who listens to the knowledge. He becomes not only the knower of the knowledge, the knowledge becomes part of his. This is such a word where when the Upanishads say that I am Atma Brahma. And then what it says is further is I am Atma Chatushpat. Swayam Atma Chatushpat. Sa-ayam Atma, this, that Atma, this Saha, that 
I am means this touching our 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 physical body. The Upanishads say that that Atma which I was referring, which is Bodham Bhavishyat, and touching us, the Upanishads say, I am Atma. You should be understood by Tatushpad having four aspects or four way in which is. Now Shankaracharya gives a beautiful explanation of the word Chatushpad in his commentary. What is he says that even though it is supposed to be of four padas, means four quarters, which is thing, the word pada has got a very specific meaning in Sanskrit. Now in the Sanskrit they are called Gatyartadadu, means to indicate movement or uh, reaching, going, etc. These are all called Gamanakriya. That Gamanakriya, whatever the words are, you think, they have also a meaning called knowing. Knowing is being in Sanskrit. Therefore, you are becoming means you are going into that state is indicated by the word the Gamanakriya. So the word padyate or paddhatu has got the both meanings. So what it says, Shankaracharya says is that by reaching, using the four quarters, you are reaching turiya. That here it is by movement, the gamanakriya or the moving towards turiya using the four quarters by analysis. Or then, what by there are two things by which we are also achieving that. That here the four pada mean the four aspects are instrument for us to understand the turiya or the fourth one or the not the fourth one the the turiya the the indicated fourth. It is not fourth per se per separate. And it is also the one which is to be reached. So both the word meanings are included in the word Chatushpat. For instrumental to reach the goal or the fourth which is reached by the word fourth also. In either way, both we analyze the word, the Chatushpat word has got that meaning that it is instrumental as well as it is the it is the objective for reaching it. So this be, be, being the case, now the question comes, what are the four padas which, which the Upanishad is talking about? So when you have not understood that Ayamatma Brahma, then the word Soyamatma Chatushpat comes into relevance for it because how do I, you said I am, I am Brahman. But how do I know that I am Brahman? Because I have my feeling that I am the individual restricted by limitations and the Brahma as per what I have studied in my scriptures is that Sarvam, there is nothing outside Brahma. So how this minuscule individualistic small being be the same as the whole which is thing to make us understand that 
the Upanishad uses our own experience. Because anything else, we will never understand it in its totality. This is the word word that I word use the word Swamshikaranam or being that is the only way to know anything. So the Upanishad wants us to understand that that is what you are trying to achieve is the very you. You don't have to become that. But you do not, you are not knowing that you are that. So let me analyze, dissect you, your experiences and prove it to you that you are that. And when that knowledge dawns on us without any doubt or confusion or ignorance or any of that sort of, you know, impediments and dirt in our understanding, then that knowledge shines within us as Aham Brahmasmi, that is Anubhavat Jnana. To make us understand that the only way the Upanishad can take us is our own experience of states which we go through, Jagrat Sopna Sushupti. To that, the first pada is being told as Jagrat or the waking. Jagrat means waking state. So the so the mantra says that Jagaridastano Bahispratnyaha Saptanga Ekona Vimsati Mukha Tulabuk Vaishwanara Pradamapadaha. This is the third mantra. Jagaridastanaha. The one which has got identification with waking. Stanaha doesn't mean the location. It has a meaning of location. But in the Upanishad here, the one, the word Jagaridastana is the one which is identified with the Jagrat. <coughs> so, the one which is identified Jagrat is called a Jagaridastanaha. And he is a Bahispratnyaha. Bahispratnyaha, Bahi means outward. Pratnya means experience or awareness or knowing. These words can be interchangeably used. So in the waking, our awareness and all the attention is outward, bahi. What does a bahispratnya means? Here is what we should remember the Katopanishad mantra. Where it is said that, no? Our indriyas are paranchikani vyadranat swayambu tasmat paran pasyadi nandaratman. If you remember that Katopanishad mantra, the, the sense organs in the body, whether it is organs of perception or organs of action, it can only interact with the world outside. That is why it is called Bahipratnya. We can see objects outside, we can see, hear from outside sound, we can all the sense organs and activity also, the activities are all outside. We are doing that with the external objects. So that is why it is called a bahipratnya. That the pratnya or the knowing or understanding or interaction with the external objects. Now that is being told as saptanga ekohana vimshati mukha. There are two aspects of it. Saptanga means seven angas. 
Now to the seven angas part, I will come later. Ekona Vimsati Mukaha means 19 interactive spaces or spots. Now this 19, Eka Unati Vimsha. Vimsha means 20, Una means short, Eka means one. One short of 20 is 19. Mukaha means it is that location of interaction. We will, we will use the word Mukha again in the sixth mantra, which will be required at that time to understand much more. So Mukha means it is normally, it is an orifice through which we eat and speak. So what that interacts both inward and outward movement happens through those orifices or the spots, you can call it as Mukha. And we have 19 of them in our physical body. What are they? Panchas, Indriyas, the five sense organs of perception. Sabdas, Parsha, Rusa, Rupa, Gandha. These are the five senses we sense through our sense organs of perception. Sound, touch, smell, like that five of them. Pancha, Karma, Indriyani. There are five organs of action. And then Pancha, Prana. Prana, Apana, Samana, Vyana, Udana, the, all the Panja Prana. So 5 plus 5 plus 5, 15, okay. 15 happen. These 15s are organs or the thing, interfaces with which we are experiencing things in the body. Not only that, there are four more aspects of it. Mana, Buddhi, Ahangara, Chitta. Of the inner entity. Beyond that, it is only the Chaitanya or the Atma. So for the Atma to interact with the world outside, it uses the Manubuddhya Hankara Chitta and the Panja Prana, Panja Karmendriya and Panja Jnanendriya. All those 19s are the instruments for interaction in the outside world for the Jagaridastana the identifier with the waking, whom we call it as waker. The waker uses these 19 tools for his interaction with the world outside. And what then he is called as Thula book. Thula book means gross, where solid, solid, this thing, length, measure, everything. It is physical or material in nature. Therefore, it is called Thula book. It book means one who enjoys. Grossness of the objects are being enjoyed by these sense organs and the karma and karmendriya and prana and etc. All of those things are using the grosser, grosser aspects of the world. And he is called Vaishwanara. Vaishwanara means one who One who directs all these 19 things. If you remember the sloka from the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says, Aham Vaishwanaro Bhutva Praninam Deha Masritaha. So that what is being reflected from this mantra. This Vaishwanara is that Chaitanya when residing through a individual 
body using the 19 tools interacts with the world outside that is called the vaishwanara and that is the pradamapada that is the first quarter of the total or the total pound and quarter shilling which i told you in the last class remember that this is only one quarter of that experiences now what is the saptanga the saptanga is actually speaking to the macrocosm now the 19 tools and everything is for the microcosm for the individual aspect the saptanga is that of the whole cosmos or the cosmic creator the vishwarupa or the the vishwa that which is called the virat in the in the technical term he is called a virat how does he why why is it how is it uh, having seven murda stage that hits his hair his the head or the top portion is in the duloka and chakshur vishwarupa the eyes are in the form of the one which is grasping or light enlightening everything prana pradak atma then the prana is there with which the you know pulsation happens in the so what happens is that if you if you look at it in a totality of the thing we only know space and what earth or our interactive world is that now as per in the one of the out of that the seventh one out of the one of the seventh one is the space which is represented by the chest of the virat so murda is dualokam that is beyond what there is a loka which we we cannot even imagine only shruti eva pramanam that is only for the shruti is the pramanam for it then chakshu is the is the instrument of that virat it is not the eyes of the human being but representing that the way in which he knows everything he by becoming everything he knows everything so his chakshu is in the vishwarupa that means in the vishwarupa in the total rupa is of the cosmos itself is his eyes then the surya no prana is the the one which is that sanchara marga through which it is moving in his own creation or he pulsates in his creation that is the best way to explain it. the middle portion or the thorax thoracic portion of that cosmic entity is called the space which we know as infinite for us because for us the space is visible universe beyond the invisible universe everything comes under within the space so that is only his thoracic portion then he has his abdominal area and his feet which is supposed to be representing the supporting system so all these five the plus the heat that is what called ahavani yagni which is the energy with which the whole creation is 
supported and alive. So, like that, the Upanishad gives a picture of a Virat Swarupa. If you want to imagine, you can imagine as a human being. But if you don't want to imagine as a human being, you can imagine as a cosmic entity. You know, like the 11th, uh, the, in the Bhagavad Gita, Vishwarupam were uh, Arjuna and Krishna. That, If you want to think that, you can do that. But basically what it is happening is, Upanishad is wanting to understand that the whole possible entity which you can think with all your imagination from Dhyuloga to Prithivi, from the supporting thought to the highest realm of being and in between, all of them are that Virat. That Virat and this Vaishwanara, which is functioning through my body, both are not separate. That is the one Pada. Because when you imagine yourself as a cosmic being, with your, your top, the, the head and above, is the, is the higher realms of experience. Your eyes are the one which is giving you the light and the experience of the whole world. And your, 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 <coughs> your thoracic area is the where the prana and the whole pulsation is happening, like the heart beating, etc. And then the abdominal area is where the liquid and the movements are the required for life supporting systems are working. And the food the feet is the supporting system which is that this is how the Vaishwanara and Vishwa are compared in the Upanishad in this mantra both the Virat and the Vaishwanara are one is a macrocosm one is a microcosm what is there in the microcosm is exactly what is in the macrocosm the the Water in a molecule of water is in no way different from the water in the entire idea we can keep, whether it is an ocean or everywhere put together. The entire water is not identically different or technically different from the molecule of water which we can analyze. In all the quality, the possibility, everything, every quality you can find from the at the molecule of water to the resting. Same way, everything. That is why, even in uh, when we do a DNA analysis, you can say about that the individual. This, all those, when the microcosm and the macrocosm, these type of comparison is being used by the Upanishad to explain to us when I am Atma Brahma, when it is saying that you should keep this in mind. Now, we are not only an entity of the waking. Even though all our transaction, understanding, knowledge, etc., etc., everything is in the waking, waking is forming only one pada or one quarter of that, our totality of experience. We have the three more to understand what is to become to Chatushpath, to the fourth 
realm of the fourth or the turiya for that we should know first the known area is why introduced by the upanishad as the, because in dream he, he cannot give this much of detailed description like that of a waking because anybody can relate to the waking waking experiences and the instruments of the waking so he takes up the upanishad takes up the first part as the waking and then he brings in the dream in the next mantra in the next mantra what is saying that it is not different from the second mantra is it's no way it is different from the first mantra so second mantra he was the the second pada or the second, fourth mantra says that swapnasthano andapratnyah saptanga ekonavimshadi mukha pravibhikta bhuk taijaso didiya padah now here there is only few differences jagaridasthana is a waking here it is swapnasthana swapnasthana means the identifier with the dream swapna means dream so swapnasthana means it is the identifier with the dream which is there and his pratnya is andapratnya he is not interacting with the world of objects outside he has an entire world of objects within himself so andapratnya means his interaction with the 19 tools of his own interaction is functional inside his own knowledge sphere of the andapratnya here also the saptanga and ekona vimshati mukha is the same for this one here also because if we really look into the comparison between the jagrat avastha and the swapna avastha barring that there is a you know what you call concreteness or a solidity for the waking experience and lucidity for the swapna avastha so that is why stool book is when it is used for the jagrat for the for the dream the upanishad uses pravibhikta book mean it is enjoying book means again enjoying or consuming pravibhikta book it is not vivekta it is pravibhikta mean very subtle or in a very subtle ex- objects are there we cannot deny the experience therefore the objects are there at the same time it doesn't have the solidity or the grossness of the waking so pravibhikta book means the subtle objects of experience are felt by us in our dream state and this dream state is dreaming and experiencing only inner world of experience therefore he is identification with the dreamer which is called the swapnasthanaha in the upanishadic term swapnasthanaha means dreamer andapratnyaha means enjoyer of the inner world with the same seven and seven for the macro and 21 for the 19 for the micro enjoys the subtle very you know subtle objects and he is called by taijasa at the micro micro level there's a micro level vaishwanara is called the maishwa this thing here the micro level it is called the taijasa a corresponding the macro is called hiranyagarbha so we have 
Virat Hiranyagarbha, we have Pratnya, uh, we have uh, uh, Vaishwanara and Taijasa for the dreamer and the, the, the sleeper. So now we have we have come all for almost consumed half of our experiences. These two experiences are the real experiences which we go through in every day. We have the waking, we have a dream, but we have also one more state of experience, which is which is the third experience which is called the Sushupti. Now, Sushupti is, or the deep sleep is something which we cannot explain. Because we are not in the position to explain what is deep sleep, because there our functions are not working. Neither the 19 interactive tools are working nor if we are having the mind intellect or anything there to function or understand or know to explain what is happening there so we have to listen to what the Upanishad says Upanishad is telling us by in a cryptic way saying that Yatra supto na kanchanam kamam kamayate na kanchana sopnam pasyati tat sushuptam suprasnanaha eki bhutaha pratnana ghanaha eva anandamayaha ki ananda book cheto mukaha pratnya stridiya padaha. Here, what he says that supto kanchana kamam na kamayate. The one who is supta, yatra means verb, in, in that state or in the third phase, the suptaha is called as, his name is called as supta. Na kanjana kamam kamayate. He has no desire of any sort. In the waking and the dream, we are propelled by desires. Janadi ichadi yatate. We come to know through our sense organs, objects, we acquire knowledge and with the knowledge we are having a desire to function or desire to, you know, possess the object or desire to interact with it. And then activity with the five sense of five organs of action are put into action to using the knowledge for interacting with the known object. These type of things are not happening in the deep sleep. Not even an iota of desire is there in that state. In the, what is called the suptaha. Nor does he even have a subtlest of the desires of experiences. It is not that he is dreaming there. No, even dream is not there. That state is called Sushuptam. Now, in the Upanishad, the state of Sushupti is taken as a big, big example or the, the only example where we are there but nothing else is there. That Ekapto Manupasyata, that is a word used in the 
സന്തോഗ and anandamaya because see we have the knowledge of happiness only in the relative terms the ups and downs of happiness is what we call sukha and dukha but we have no idea what is pure happiness the state of pure happiness we all of us are enjoying every time when we go to the deep sleep and the people who cannot get a deep sleep you can imagine they are the most you know miserable people they become if they don't sleep for 3 days they become lunatic because that much is the importance of the deep sleep it is rejuvenating the entire body mind and intellect and the examples given in the upanishad are different things one example is there were at bird is tied to his leg and left the bird flies around to all directions and after having tired flying around for a lot time then he comes and sits back to the pole where he has been tied same way the the atma the jivatma the individual the individuality goes to the waking dream waking dream in within the dream itself another dream or in the waking he these they dream all those things we do it in the day in the in the waking and dream hours tired out of that we rest within ourselves this resting place is where when we remove every identity with ourselves with the name form body relationships the world the sun the moon the sickness every every aspect of our identity is kept outside and we become pure awareness pratyana ghana and eki bodha because there is no two other two to have that say that it has become one but by default it becomes eki bodha because there is no two there in that state therefore the upanishad has to use the word eki bodha nad dudiyam asti is what brahadaranya upanishad says so when you don't have the second one to the experience no it is i i always use that example of that imagine 
there had been no other planet but one sun type of a glowing globe with all brilliance is there still it will be dark everywhere because the light cannot be seen unless it is reflected from some planet or some something other than it the same way if we are in a pratyana gana avastha where we are the pure consciousness alone we do not have any experience this is why atmajnana is not an experience when you are yourself you don't experience yourself are vitnyadaram kena vijaniyat is the question which yatnyavalke asks how can the knower know himself because he is not separate from himself to know himself therefore he is pratyana ghana means ghana means normally is when it is 100% that alone ayo ghana means iron alone swarna ghana means only gold like that when it is 100% of something we call we use the word ghana and here the upanishad uses the word pratyana ghana pratyana means consciousness awareness we are aware we have we can know anything at that place but there should be something other than that to know the potency for the pratyana gana is so much you have one become one with that the totality of the pratyana pratyana but there is nothing other than you therefore you cannot know anything eki bhuta therefore and because of that anandamaya because upanishads itself says that idara mandaram gurude atatasya bhayam bhavati if you have an even a speck to limit you you be, you are not limitless you are not infinity the speck is taking away some space and entity which will limit you so you become infinity less that speck but when even that speck is not there idaram andaram gurude idaram andaram means even an iota of thing which is other than that is not there only such a place where you will feel that anandakana or anandamaya pratyanakana all those things and what is his state is called whereas in the call in the in the stool book is there what is called waker and sushma book or pravibhikta book in the dreamer's case here upanishad calls such an entity in the deep sleep is ananda book he is enjoying only ananda because other than his own swarupa which is satchitananda rupa that that rupa he cannot enjoy other than himself therefore he ananda book but at the same time upanishad is giving a like how it was said chatushpad in the ayamatma chatushpad here also he is putting a word called cheto mukha this is the word i said mukha is important here cheto mukha means it is that face or or orifice or opening which he uses for his own projection to come to the waking or to go to the dream when he is himself he has nothing else 
but he has the potency to become a waker he has a potency to become a dreamer for that purpose the upanishad calls him cheto mukha chaitanyam from that word the cheta is the word the chetam the face of the chaitanya with which the waker is projected the dreaming dreamer is projected when i am saying waker is projected the waker and the waking world the dreamer then the dreaming world so all these thing for it to project it has the potency in within itself therefore he is called a chetomukha and his name is called pratnya now pratnya is in the microcosm the same pratnya in the in the cosmos or the macrocosm is called ishwara ishwara is the one which is becoming virat he is the one he is becoming hiranyagarbha and when the creation takes place akashad vayu vayo ragni agne rapah adya prithvi prithivya roshadaya ushadevyo annam annat purushah the creation step by step is being explained in the taittiriya upanishad there are many many other places where the creation is being explained but they say they are all ishwara is the creator now ishwara is the creator in the same sense in the pratnya which is in the individual or the microcosm it is that one which creates his own world from his pratnya his known world is propping up the moment we wake up the individuality that i am so and so and my world is so and so comes up for the waker or if he is moving into the dream he projects a dream world of his own choice from the memory vasana samskara we will come to that later his own unfulfilled desires of the waking intermingled with imagination is what is the dream world so both has a potency to come only from where there is nothing you can draw a painting when only only on a on a plain canvas or a only only on a white screen only you can project a movie same way where there is nothing when that nothing has the potency to project itself then the waker comes the dreamer comes this is how then and there is for this is called the trigiya padaha this is the third quarter we have to go to the fourth quarter later so first we have to understand what is the first quarter second quarter the third quarter jagrat avastha swapna avastha and this is called susupti avastha which is called the supta tat susuptam susupta sthanam means identifier with the susupti susupti is the deep sleep where we don't have any other experience so when we are talking about the upanishad is talking about it is not talking about tom dick and harry or anybody else going through these experiences each and every one in every day we have this experience so we want the upanishad want us to analyze our own experience what the upanishad said is right or wrong experiment it on ourselves that swamshigaranam means becoming the knowledge in yourself this knowledge what has been told by the upanishad is it right or wrong nobody other than you yourself can watch for it experiment it on yourself analyze it yourself 
we will continue from the sixth mantra in the next class on friday so i'll stop here om purnamada purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamadaya purnamevavashishyate om shanti 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 hari om shri gurubhyo namaha hari om thank you all thank you thank you bindu ji for a wonderful explanation i think uh, mantras are little challenging to digest but your beautiful explanation really made it very very easy to understand but still a whole lot of uh, explanations are really required definitely i think in the next uh, while we look into these things along with karika we may be able to grasp more thanks thanks for your uh, you know lucid explanation sir uh, rajji now i think you uh, can take it forward for the question answer session or opinion by the panelists or something thank you anybody with the panel who want to say anything nitya patrick venkat raj yeah i was just requesting uh, venkat ji and nitya ji to please say a few words so uh, uh, this is a bindu ji i think this is like opening up uh, uh, you know a lot of black spots or you know ignorance spots as you take us through this uh, thank you so much uh, there is one validation i want from you so in tatvamasi um, vakya to understand it it we took the path of uh, bhagatyaga hence go to the source here it's the other way amsha you know you dissolve amsha into you uh, to understand i am atma brahma there is a different approach taken to understand uh, so is this sort of understanding correct what what is the difference between the two so one was uh, to understand tatva masi vakya you mm-hmm. you sort of it's called bhagat jaha lakshana ajaha lakshana and bhagatyaga you know in tatva masi belongs to the bhagatyaga where you sort of discard the parts hence understand the source so that was the path taken in understanding tatva masi vakya while in here uh, to understand i am atma brahma the amsha become you it is you know knowledge become you knowing is being that's how you took the path in explaining um, this vakya is this uh, i'm i'm just interpreting and contrasting this to uh, anything i did wrong in this no in fact prakriya beda is there in the sense that 
methodology of mantukya is to talk from direct experience of the individual who is listening to it but when it comes to bhagatyaga lakshana of the tattvamasi in the chandogya upanishad it is using external examples to drive the same idea like for example vacharambadam vikaro namadeyam vrittigateva satyam that it is the mud alone which has become the doll the lamp the mud the pot etc etc without the mud none of them is therefore only solved on the the name vakalambanam is the dependency on the name that is saying in ultimately mrittigateva satyam the truth is only the mud like that nine examples are given in the tattvamasi example in the chandogya upanishad there our vision is to intellectually analyze outside things then bring it to apply it on ourselves whereas mandukya upanishad has no you know beating around the bush it directly talks to the listener saying listen man this is what your experiences you agree or not and have you agreeing with these three states you have or not dreamed waker and deep sleep have you analyzed it how does it function this is how the mandukya approaches that so in mandukya you may find the maximum that rajju sarpa as a one example to prove that adhyasa pasha other than that snake and the rope there is no example in the kariga which you will find it uh, which is being used for driving the message so that bhagatyaga lakshana of the tadugya is different whereas here it is a direct message mandukya om iti taksharam brahma there is a expectation omkara used in some way or the form either in in a vedangas before coming to vedanta or you know used in either yogic methods or any other method so there is an expectation i believe before disappearing the you know gnana part of it in the madhukya upanishad mm. so there is a expectation of its use not at a you know a pandita level where you know how it is you know every akshara is pronounced etc those are the mechanics mm. of it uh, but there is a expectation the use of you know omkara is uh, done by the one who is going to go after uh, understanding mandukya upanishad is this uh, interpretation right well mandukya itself is giving the steps to use omkara for a pranava upasana meditation it comes later in the karikas mm-hmm. and even in the mantras the last the few mantras are indicating that but down do not say directly mm. so mm. that is not a prerequisite for understanding the upanishad okay after having understood that jnana part of it and that jnana has not become your immediate experience then shravana manana nididhyasana steps now we have completed shravana manana of those mantras and the karikas and their meanings when you do it when you for you to get established in the nididhyasana the karika and the upanishad itself they are saying about the pranava upasana 
got it so in the karika there okay i will wait for that to come then okay, yes in the karika there is a meditation okay right it makes sense completely yeah great bindoji thank you so much thank you bindoji um nitya i would like to ask you a question i i have a comment from insight from today's session but i'd like to ask you a, a question from a mystic's perspective how does the mystic see the exploration of reality through the upanishads or let's focus on manduk uh, mandukya what 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 is the purpose of of this line of inquiry from a mystical perspective well patrick i don't think we should mix up the two because uh, like the upanishads bindu said just now have their own prakriyas or methodology of analyzing uh, i think we shouldn't mix up these two because one <laughs> I, the mystic is quite a rebel and one two and they, they do not have allegiance to the scriptures per se in not in a wrong way because they use a totally different method of inquiry one this upanishad is um, uh, actually uh, like binduji said very direct very beautiful and what amazes me is that nowhere in this world have we tried to analyze um um the three the states of consciousness that man goes through and like jyotivedita ji just said it's an extremely challenging upanishad because though it aims at the unity of all states of consciousness conscious awareness in the word om uh it does bring out like he was explaining the uh um, you know in the context of advaita to uh finally negate so that it gets unified at a higher the highest level possible uh we use a certain esoteric knowledge like the uh, seven worlds the concept of vaishvanara the equating of the individual state with the a cosmic the uh, microcosm with the macrocosm it's a very beautiful uh, prakriya and i wouldn't mind doing this was again with more explanation because uh, it's challenging and um, uh, uh, what is beautiful and simply we can all all we can say is the various ways uh, through which the upanishads are cultural literature uh, spiritual recorded philosophies and um, the explanations given by post shankara vedantins to um, reaffirm uh, advaitic non dualistic um, nature of this world and ourselves it's amazing uh, here of course it is om the imperishable word not merely a mental concept so beautiful but to be the sound body of all that exists unifying with the vibrational power of om one attains the knowledge by identity samshikaranam uh, knowledge through identity knowledge by identity whatever you say with eternal brahman samshikaranam as bindu said and uh, knowing is being that is the ultimate um, state of experience you see knowing is being through analysis only to synthesize and knowing is being of a mystic who arrives through contemplation they are the same so the 
what what kind of arrived uh, from listening today is and just the reflection you know before the session is that if we start from the beginning with Mandukya, it's uh, all of this is Om and that leads to Om is Brahman all of this is Brahman but for clarity purposes this is divided into four keeping in mind that this is characterized as multiplicity in an undivided reality it's saying that whether it's you or bindo or all of this is om all of this is brahman and then with waking and dream your waking and dream it's not a state <laughs> that's, that's what we are it's not a state this is this is what we are this is the nature of reality and we are that reality it isn't it isn't that we are in a state this is the reality and that's reality can be understood through this language by just giving it you know the connotation of waking everything in waking is waking <laughs> the dream is there's no difference it's all there's it's it's understood and experienced in a different way but it's all it's all brahman it's nitya is that is that your interpretation of course is there anything other than brahman so it is everything is brahman it is just because we are equipped with a mischief making equipment called the mind we think that is the end of all and what can the mind do either reduce everything or uh, synthesize everything uh, to, to a, and take us beyond um, a common ordinary level of comprehension so i think the upanishads are leading us to a state and like i said uh, when the vedantin talks of swamshikarnam knowing is being it is not the power of the mind there mind is mind has to collapse you see there is no no there is there anything other than brahman is my question the mitya or the mind is 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 one aspect or one it's not an aspect but it's so i this is a more of a radical and i'm just curious because i know bindo would maybe see it slightly different than you might see it but when we talk about you and i have talked about this as an appearance that just that's that doesn't sit well with you because it it gets into this you know buddhist perspective or nihilistic perspective that it's just an appearance or mere you know appearance my god 
I mean, this from my perspective as an, as the appearance, because it is that appearance. If everything is Brahman, if everything is Om, if all of this can be, you know, divided so that we can make sense of it, it's still that Brahman. It's just an appearance, but it's not just the appearance. It's a divine appearance. It's It makes it more special, Nityaji, to understand that as as the appearance, the manifestation, the projection, the power, all of it, the biology, all of it put together makes it like it's it's the ultimate um, superpower. It, whatever term you want to put to it, it just makes it more divine. It makes it more special from this mere perspective. I have never said appearance. I have never said Appear the word appearance, which the Vedantins tend to use, um, troubles me. Actually, for me, uh, Maya is more the way I, I see Maya is uh, the creative power of the divine. One and two, just like Kashmir Shaivism, Maya uh, they differ from Advaita Vedanta only in the definition of the term Maya. It shouldn't be disturbing us. It is beautiful. Can we, you and I, have the power to? Or create this world, Ishvara Srishti? No, we can't. So, like you said, uh, the, the Upanishad is not trying to explain to you the esoteric and the power of this universe. It's this Advaita Vedanta and Mandukya Upanishad is taking you to another level of apprehend, uh, what you call comprehending this universe. And that's what we should focus on right now. Not get into the, it is a beautiful universe. Whether you call it appearance, where is it appearing? Where is division appearing? Where is matter appearing? Where is the mind appearing? In this indivisible bowl of consciousness. So I don't think I have any uh, issues there. And I don't think this is a room where we can discuss the manifest world. Though the Upanishad tries to describe it through the, um, what do you call it, Saptanga and the 19, um, modes of how we interact with this waking state. Namaste, Urbindoji. Namaste. Uh, Aurobindoji, uh in dream and waking, we experience stuff. And there is a connection, there is a relationship between the waking and the dream. Now, in deep sleep, we experience bliss or ananda. And deep sleep is said to be the originator of or having a relation with the waking and the dream. So what we are experiencing in dream and waking, are they also originating from the same bliss? Is it diversification of the bliss which is there in the deep sleep which takes different form in waking and deep and waking and dream? There is only one Pratnya, one Atma, one Brahma. And it is all from that. When it is using a tools of the Jagrat tool, the waker's tool, the experiences are of the waker. The same when it is using the tools of the dreamer. It is subtle experiences and that is is experienced not anywhere outside but in its own, what you call consciousness or awareness, or what is called the andapratnya, inner consciousness. 
and bahi pratnya and the pratnya when this is only relative in terms in the said that we feel is as if it is outside and the same thing for a dreamer it feels outside but from the waker's point it is and the pratnya for that it is felt inside the dream i dreamt and everything was within me myself that feeling is from the waker's point of view but while the dreamer is experiencing the dream the dreamer never felt it was inside his because he was part of the dream so the difference between the bahi pratnya and the pratnya should be understood from we are discussing the sleep the dream the waking all in waking so from the point of waker's point of view is how the explanations are being given because we can do and discuss and understand only when you are in waking other than waking we, we the waking when we understand that what is our reality the other other issues of the waker or the dreamer or the deep sleeper is no relevance because we know the that we have the feeling of separatedness of i as an individual being attached to this body and the world is different from me i am the in the object i am the subject experiencing the objects of the world this this bifurcation is a tormenting reality or the waker only so from the waker's point when the solutions are given or the answers are given or the analysis being done it is easy for the waker to drop the notion which he is now holding tightly as his reality that is why these references are explained as from the viewpoint of the waker from the deep sleeper's point there is no need of any explanation because he doesn't experience anything from the dreamer's point of view the explanations have no relevance because he has no analytical power there he is just an enjoyer only of the subtleness so the problem is only for the waker so therefore we have to talk it from the waker's point of view Aurobindo ji my question was about the constituents which are getting consumed by the 19 mouth of the waking and the one mouth in the deep sleep so the one mouth actually consumes just the sleep. no there is no no consuming a one mouth in the deep sleep it is that that which in the, what you call it it is more of a notional spot from where the projection for the waking and the dream can come up so we call it as a karna sharira or for the causal body from that point of view is it when you go to the karika you will know bija nidra yuta pratnya is the word which is used by gaudapada acharya the seed of the waking and the dream is present in the deep sleep that is why the chetomukha word is used not because in the chetomukha there is a mukha which is enjoying the deep sleep no he is all sa eki bodha having become one how can he have any enjoyment of anything else he is being one in his own glory he is enjoying his ananda that is why ananda book 
but we can still say that what is being enjoyed in the waking and dream then it's the same self or ananda it's the diversification or uh, it is the name it is something with name and form of the same self yeah it will come to that when after the turiya is explained then with relevance to the turiya how these are all explained when that explanation comes in the kariga we will understand it with much more clarity thank you thank you namaste bindu ji namaste ma'am uh bindu ji one of the things that really fascinates me uh, is the certainty with which you know um it said that deep sleep is basically uh, brahman so like uh, i was wondering that um would it like so what comments will be made let's say where brahman basically appears as uh, an avatar like krishna so would it be fair to say that krishna also had like a few hours of deep sleep every um, every night like you know i mean the way we understand sushupti or deep sleep as if if you are taking tan manushim tanu masritya is the word used by krishna for krishna having taken a human body means he is going through dream waking and deep sleep whether he is a person such a yoga nidra yuta pratnya when he says that yoga nidra a person who has realized or who has understood the truth he has seen his own nature reality of his deep sleep is the substratum in which the whole cosmos or the whole creation is being suspended upon or appearing on to such a person he when, when even when he goes through the three states of everything he is established in that yet when he goes through that the experiences are that of the body he will go through the three states of experiences of jagrat swapna shushupti because that is the nature of the body the body will function only like a body it a human body will function only like a human body it cannot become a fish or a animal so same way a human body has got the three states that will continue to happen thank you binduri so uh, basically that implies that regardless of whether one is enlightened or not at least approximately for one third of their life uh, i mean they are the same i mean surely like when one becomes enlightened they realize that you know everyone is just one it's just a matter of realization this this, this is aman this is this is where the upanishad is catching you with your with your ears why are you saying that only one third <laughs> upanishad is saying that all the four states are the same prakna only yes yes <laughs> yeah i mean like just you know so uh, so, so so not even for an iota of a second you cannot be out of right. prakna <laughs> so prakna ghana in that prakna ghana you have the waking you have the dream so what difference does it make whether it you have a dream or a waking as long as you know what is the reality from where it is coming from chedo mukha anandabhuk pratyanaghana 
all those things are used for with which the waking is created with which the dream is created can the waking be different with the pragna is there anything other than that to come into waking to become a waking world no so one third he is in brahma rest two third he is not there is not an acceptable sentence for the upanishad uh, that's why i carefully added at least <laughs> but thank you namaste bindu ji namaste discussion very nice session i loved it basically what came to my mind was uh, like there is a saying in the world right like right analysis is uh, is the problem half solved or something like that so so basically the way the rishi has broken down our life it, it feels like i think i am trying to remember when is the first time i came across this kind this version of our human life when did i first hear about deep sleep but i'm sure that that point that analysis itself would have taken a lot of weight out and it's like the right it's like i remember my math teacher uh, giving a problem he would do the just the first two steps of the problem and he would say that now the problem is killed so <laughs> you 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 guys do the rest of it so i had that feeling today when when these three states have been already analyzed kind of thing yeah no other upanishad becomes so direct with us it occurs all other places it has got examples it is giving steps or it is referring what is not to be done or what is you know non related things etc other than the truth it comes to the truth in all other upanishad but they come through with lot of you know stories and other anecdotes and things like that whereas mandukya doesn't have to waste that first two sentences two sentences in the beginning it has said the what is to be said for those who have not understood that the chatushpad i soyam atma chatushpad onwards it starts so that is why even there even for a minute or even for a sentence it is not quoting anything other than what we cannot refer to our own experience Bindoji, but one thing just I wanted to ask. So, um, when a claim like um, you know that an enlightened person uh, does not need to go to like sleep, just the body is tired and just like will rest the body even for the rest of their life, when a claim like that is made, Aman, Aman, you are realized, but you don't know that. Analyze it from your own experience. Yes, Bindo, you. <laughs> Bindaji, you always—that's uh, uh, you always remind me of that. So uh, <laughs> you don't let me uh, clarify the technicalities, but that's okay. Because the Because moment you go into the technicality clarity, you are moving away from the target. You should be moving inward. The speed, the Mandukya Upanishad is touching our heart and saying, "I am Atma Brahma." this atma in your in you or what you think as atma atma means self this self is at brahman i am atma brahma what more can upanishad talk tell you then why are we going to go into that you know 
peripheries of imagination trying to bring it back into this fair enough bindoji thank you bindoji it might help you know explain the difference between kriya and prakriya here the prakriya is so effective you know each upanishad takes a different prakriya route uh, so this upanishad is very unique uh, the prakriya taken is directly validating the experience maybe it is worth you know touching upon how the prakriya works hence the technicality for you know folks like aman they can catch that path and trace it back did didn't i tell that prakriya is very simple it is our own experience there is no laboratory outside you can work with all prakriya is your mind and your own experiences your intellect your mind experiences and your own being everything is within you it is all within your within within your arms length all you have to do is follow what the upanishad says analyze what upanishad is saying right even in my case or do i am i or am i separate a human being which is not part of this experience if you are not different from anybody else then are you the one who is going through dream waking and deep sleep is that mean the upanishad is on the right track analyze our own experiences there is no other prakriya or kriya or anything you don't want to go beyond who can touch you more than this touching your chest and saying that hey man this what you think as this i is that brahman so i am atma yes uh, that was my question uh, because i i couldn't quite follow that part with the microcosm macrocosm and the relationship between the sleep and the waking state can you um, make a short right okay you can, you you are able to understand the microcosm and the macrocosm in the waking isn't it yes yeah okay when it comes to deep sleep the individual feels that i am sleeping even though in reality he has become one with the reality so that feeling that i am the one who is having deep sleep is an is a notion or a is a chitta vritti or a what you call thought of the waker who is looking at the deep sleeper but that stage what is the difference between the microcosm of the deep sleeper in relation with the macrocosm of the ishvara which is the same is not separate that is why the word is used eki bhuta in the upanishad there from the point of view of the waker it is the individual which is going into the deep sleep but from the deep sleeper's point there is nothing other than that which is the state of the ishvara and to read to this to establish this 
in the chandogya upanishad it says that sadhi sambadhya na vidhu sadhi sambadhya mahe having become one with the satchidananda sat sadhi sambadhya having become one with the sat na vid na sadhi sambadhya na vidhu he is not knowing that he has become one with the sat that is the state of the deep sleep because there to know the mind is not there so that is a state of amani bhava the state of no mind in the deep sleep is the state of ishvara ishvara doesn't have the mind before the hiranyagarbha or the virat comes for the creation same is the case for the individual in the deep sleep he is one with that pratyanagana or the con- the the solid consciousness from which when he moves to waker he projects the waking world including himself in the waking he projects the dream world and including himself as the dreamer in the dream world so the macrocosm and microcosm are different in the waker and the dreamer in the deep sleep eki bodha is becoming one with the macro and micro there is no difference between the two in the deep sleep Uh, thank you yes uh, can i uh, one moment dear um i have another one another question um if a person is identified still identified with this reality and at one point this soul is being um by the grace of any god any created god by the self if it gets woken up and then after that waking up it uh it it goes on to the next uh stage those stages can you compare them with the waking dream and deep sleep stage like when identification is still there it is like a, a deep sleep when it's woken up it's like a dream because it it happens within and then the last stage is being awake and being totally realized can i do that in reality it's not possible in the sense that the moment you have anything which is in the realm of experience there are only two ways you can do that either knowing the reality and knowing that what is being experienced is only an appearance or dependent reality it has no absolute reality is one way of knowing it otherwise you will be deluded in a state of ignorance you will think that what i am experiencing in the waking is a reality and you will in both the cases the appearances and the transactions will happen it is just like knowing the mud doesn't stop you by using the pot knowing that there is no water mirage will continue to show you the wateriness the dependence of the wateriness is due to the phenomenon of refraction you know the truth 
yet your experience of the wateriness of the desert continues knowing that it is mud which alone we i am calling it is a pot and uh, my utility of the pot for water or storage is not hampered by knowing that it is mud same way knowing gold will not change the utility of ornaments knowing it is iron doesn't change the knife will not cut it will cut so all those things are knowing the reality and not getting deluded by reality the getting deluded by the reality is are the two different aspects of it so by the grace of god or by grace of guru or when the knowledge comes you are knowing the reality behind the appearances or the dependent realities that experiences of the reality will continue because as long as the instruments are used the usage of the instruments will give but there will not be any identification with that body saying that this is this is a, you know any independent separate from me or this is has got an independent reality or getting fooled by that experiences of the object you will continue to experience and interact with the reality of the which knowing that they are all dependent reality the dependency is on awareness or the consciousness if the consciousness is removed from that the object has no independent reality just like space when it is removed from any object the object cannot stand by itself without the space something very similar so that's why you need surrender right yes that surrendering to your own reality that surrender is not that you are surrendering to any other human being or any other higher powers or anything like that it is surrendering of the separatedness which is created by the ego ego means here the separate individuality not the ego is egoism or egotism or whatever be the word that the selfishness part of it no i am not talking about that the separated individuality feeling that need to be surrendered at the reality of your own knowledge of your own being when you surrender that separated entity feeling to your own real entity then you 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 start seeing the world wherever it is as dependent reality the dependency on which it is it is being felt will be known to you thank you so much uh, hello pindo ji yes subu yes subu uh thank you very much for the great uh, lectures uh, jatvej ji namaskar but sorry i missed uh, the lecture but uh, i still but I, i definitely listened to your lectures on replay as well uh, i know the concept of uh, jagrat swapna and uh, sushupti so i think i can ask this question uh, bindu ji my question is uh, jagrat we are in jagrat we know jagrat swapna we know swapna and sushupti or the deep sleep state uh, that is called as turya or uh, Su- uh, sushupti i am little confused but the deep uh, sleep state is what i am referring to i want a comparison between the deep sleep state and 
the state of death that is when we die the state of uh, the death and the the state after death and the deep sleep state my question is are these two states actually the same states uh, I have reason to believe so and I have also reason to not believe so because as scientists also have explored there will be activities going on in our brain even when we are in the deep sleep state but that is not true when we are actually dead the heart will be beating when we are in the deep sleep state but that is not true when we are dead so is or what is the difference between these two states according to the mandukya upanishad uh, or the upanishadic uh, uh, you know uh, understanding thank you arvindo ji if my question does not make sense please excuse me uh, thank you very much as per the shastra death and deep sleep there is no difference only difference there is a difference but that difference and the experiential difference are to be understood very clearly in the deep sleep there is a potency which is residing in the deep sleep because of which we come back to the waking and the dream that potency is called bijam or the seed for the waking and the dream when in the case of death that even that seed is lost there is no more potency for it to continue to use the instrument which is of the 19 instruments of the waking 19 of the dream these instruments are not required for it anymore so it is not keeping any any relationship with the body but doesn't mean that it is going anywhere or it is going to take birth anywhere no even in a stone even in a tree even in a animal or even in the stars sun moon everywhere everything is that only them as a macrocosm so what happens in the death is only the functions of the body stops the functions of the body is identified by the individual with the body that individual if it is still not realized its truth that individual as per the shastra will look for another body to take a birth but that is only the body taking birth and the body it is just like that in your your dress has become worn out you throw it into the mud it becomes enough you know, manure for another set of cotton seeds or cotton to come up it becomes another dress or a pot when it is destroyed it goes back to the mud and some other pot is being created that it is only the name and form which comes up the name and form of the matter which comes up again and again but there is what is called the pratyana ghana ananda book or the chaitanya or the consciousness universal consciousness is it is as vast or even vaster than the space which you can imagine in which even the space is 
taking refuge to for its own existence where can it go where can anything exist without consciousness can any any can you identify or show me one spot in anywhere which is out of outside its consciousness that is not possible so what happens is that these scientific analysis is all being done for the matter the heart is pulsating or the you know the rapid eye movement of the dreamer all these things are analysis of the physical body that has what is being studied by the matter the matter who is studying is in his waking he is a waker and he is studying another waking object object of his waking whereas as far as the individual is concerned his experience of moving from waker to dream and deep sleep will continue in unabated whether he is being investigated by a scientific instrument or a scientist or a medical scientist no that doesn't stop him from moving from his dream to deep waking to deep sleep this is individual experience what the science is studying is an object of waking for him for the scientist okay so uh to me um what i understood is that in the deep sleep um somehow my in my understanding the in the deep sleep state one is still ignorant of the turiya and so i was a bit confused so is it so or uh, do i misunderstand you have misunderstood it the turiya can never be known because turiya is the one which is knowing so that is the fourth stage or fourth part it is it is it is turiyam manyante chadurtham manyante it is not the really the fourth it is treated as the fourth sa atma sa vitneyah that is the the seventh mantra will come to that that is the atma which is to be known because turiya is there in the jagrat turiya is there in the dream turiya is there in the deep sleep and therefore turiya being present in all the three but not any one of them independently therefore it is called the fourth or the turiya and it is the turiya who is when present in the waking he called a waker and the turiya when it is present in the dream he called a dreamer turiya when it is in its own thing as a seed to come with the waking and dream we call it as a deep sleep as a bija nidra so the turiya is the one the knowledge pratyana ghana is the concentrated or the solid solid consciousness in which everything props up okay thank you thank you all